0: Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So we promised you transparency and transparency is what we're going to give you. This is just what you're going to have to sit through now. (laughs) So... (laughs) In the past, we've done income reports, and in those reports, we have covered by the numbers what we brought in and what our expenses were for the month. However, I feel like income reports, in the way they are traditionally done today, they can be super distracting and make you go down a road of comparison. Mm -hmm. So. Instead of focusing on the dollars, because I feel like that's not actually helpful for you to see someone's exact spend or exact income. But what I do think can be helpful is our focus on profit and a little bit of a breakdown on where we're seeing our biggest income and expenses to talk about where we think ratios were excellent and where they could. Be improved and so this is the new version of an income report and we're going to call it a profit report instead And we want your feedback. So I'm telling you that now as a precursor to us actually getting into it, because I want you to feel like you can DM us over on Instagram at Boss Project. Let us know like, hey, I think it'd be helpful if you did X, Y, Z, because we do plan on doing these at least through the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Now, I do realize you may be hearing this what feels like a little bit late, but know that we're, we're not that behind we just got ahead in recording and so we're not just now looking at our august profit no. based on when this is coming in right i'm super excited for this
1: conversation because i think that you'll hear more about our thought processes around business decisions instead of you feeling like oh mm-hmm. you know they spent and i'm just pulling numbers out because we're not sharing numbers but right it's like oh they spent you know, 30K on ads, I need to work towards spending 30K on ads. And I think numbers like that, and that's just one example, can make us like Abby was saying, it's that comparison stance, but it's not even just that. It's what you think you should literally be doing in your business. And there are so many people who do this so many different ways that I don't want you to follow that type of blueprint. Right. But if this is kind of your first episode of us talking about profit and transparency, I want to kind of give another precursor to this conversation. We started this conversation a couple of weeks ago over on Instagram, kind of feeling like there's stuff that we like couldn't share or wouldn't share because we didn't feel like it necessarily applied to you or what you guys needed. But that also started making us feel really separate from the conversation and like not letting you in, which is something that we really, really like doing. And so I think this is a really cool way for us to rework this to let you guys in on that conversation. So you can make hopefully, you know, some decisions better or learn from the mistakes that we have made, but also to start this conversation that is focused around profit. And we have been guilty as charged of being the people who are like scale to a million dollar business and million dollars are bust. And we basically woke up a year later and realized we did not spend enough time or energy focused on profit when we should have been. And so these lessons and these conversations starting now from us are in hopes that you learn them and have your own look at your numbers and have your own look and own version of what is your goal for profit and what is your profit, right? Instead of just looking at that sexy, flashy, like I'm a six-figure business or a million dollar business or whatever it is for you, because at the end of the day, we want you profitable and we want you getting a full-time income from your creative business, not just putting in full-time hours.
0: And so what is profit in the most basic sense? And how do you figure it out what it is inside your business? So profit is essentially any money left over after all of your expenses. Now, I like it to be the very bottom line. Like after you've paid yourself, after you've saved for taxes, all of those things. Because if you don't include that, then you're kind of giving yourself a false representation of what profit truly is. Because if we told Mm -hmm. you what our margin was, before paying ourselves, it would be a poor Mm -hmm. reflection on how the business is doing. Now, not to say that our profit wouldn't be different because it absolutely would. There are two of us and that's going to affect our profitability by a a large amount because there are two of us. And Mm -hmm. we just want you to go in with an open mind that this needs to be the very... Like bottom of the barrel, what's scraping by at the end? But then also, how do you figure out the margin? So, dollars, the profit in dollars would be the exact amount left. And your profit margin is taking the profit in dollars and dividing it by your total income for the month. So, if you you divide it,
1: a breakdown, sorry, just for like these numbers have confused me for a long time too. So, I know I can't be the only one. Can you do a, a brief education on like, income, revenue, net, gross, profit, margin, like sure, all of those kind of buzzwords.
0: Yeah. So your revenue is all of the income inside your business. People generally refer to your revenue as your net income. It's everything that goes into your business. Now, I truly, even though I'm in the numbers all the time, I get just as confused as you guys do about what is gross versus net. I can never remember which one is before and which one is after taxes. But that's the difference. One is before and one is after taxes. So let me pull up a profit and loss statement. If you're not familiar with a profit and loss statement, that's your first step. So if you have not yet created one in your business... I urge you to work with a bookkeeper or an accountant to get this set up in your business, whether they're the ones providing it for you or you are running the numbers. But essentially, you're going to have your total income, which is your total revenue. Your gross profit is after cost of goods sold. So gross profit isn't after everything. Gross profit is just after cost of goods sold. And then your net income is what you're going to see on your profit and loss statement. And that is what I truly consider your profit, because that's what's left after everything. Um, Some people will have a different net operating income than a net income. And that can get really complicated based on depreciating assets and all sorts of things that I am not going to get into so your ears don't fall off. (laughs) But the main things you're going to want to know are how is every dollar coming in and how is every dollar going out? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And that includes... Fees, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of people forget about. Mm-hmm. Like you might understand the fact that you have this money coming in and you know you're paying for this service and this service and this service, but then you forget the little things that add up, like what are your credit card and merchant fees? Because ours every month always add up somewhere between three and five percent it's generally 2.9% per transaction plus either 25 or 50 cents, depending on who you're going through. But if you have a lot of small transactions that can be inflated because you have that initial cents on there, and that's why it's different. But in general, you're going to have all those fees. And we include, which is not necessarily the traditional way of doing it. But because it started to get really hard to see where the money was going, we started including our advertising our Facebook spend in our cost of goods sold. Because by and large, we don't ever earn that money. It's like we spent it before we got the income the same way you spend it on fees before the income comes into your business. Mm -hmm. And so if you're looking at all of your expenses before advertising and you're spending a large amount on Facebook, it can make it look like you're making a lot more (laughs) and then you get confused why it all disappeared. So I like looking at your gross profit, IE your total income after cost of goods sold. Mm -hmm. I like including advertising in that amount. So (laughs) with all that being said, How did we do? And what was August like for us? So as a refresher, if you weren't here, or you're listening to this in the future, in August 2019, we had one major public promotion going on. And we were also selling things behind the scenes. So what does that look like? So we were promoting our summit. I'd love to hear from you, Emily, how you feel like that went publicly oh, like the perception of it or how it went like how
1: did I feel that it went
0: both <laughs> so this is our third
1: summit yeah and I know we had gone into it wanting it to be very similar to our first one where it was like really really like we had a huge audience for that a lot of registration a lot of people engaged with it And we've been trying to set some stuff up with the summit to recreate that feel, not just the results of that first summit, but the feel of it, because it was so fun and so exciting. And so we've been messing around with a couple of different ideas for that. Going into this one, it was really interesting because I know, like we had initially said that those were our goals, right? Have this summit be as big as the first one. But I think I always forget how summer is for not only us as a family, but also a lot of people. I know everyone always talks about like, what's the best time of year to launch a new product or do this or seasonally different things. And it's different, I feel like for every industry. And until you really know your audience and have data, then like you could literally just be guessing. But I think we're starting to kind of shift into an audience of people who do have more kids And summer, I think, is crazier than we imagined. And so I think the ability for people to be engaged and really, really high participate was lower than we expected. And so that was kind of a a bummer.
0: So in terms of income, the summit brought in 28% of our total revenue. See, I would not have guessed that. Whereas... I would say, perception wise, I would think most of you would think it was 80 or 90 or 95% mm-hmm. of our total revenue for the month, but it was 28. So we still had other revenue coming in. And a lot mm-hmm. of that is because of reoccurring payments from other products. It's also because we run mm-hmm. advertising on other programs at the same time. And then we also included. For the first time a down sell, which I should oh, include that yeah. in this total. So with that said, we did 28% with the summit. Now the second place runner up, which I find fascinating, can cons- I would like just would not even imagine. Because it is it has been around for what, two years? Yeah. Yeah, I just celebrated second birthday in July. July. Trello for Business has by far been our most popular program ever. We have almost 5,000 students in that program. And at $29 a pop, we brought in well over 100,000 with just that one program. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now, granted, that's been spread out over two years. But the fact that two years later it's bringing in 24% of our income in any yeah. given month is kind of insane. That's almost 150000 Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. So we have brought on an ads team. We changed ads team over the summer and they have been ramping up Trello. Now our goal with running ads to Trello is kind of twofold. One, obviously we want people in our programs. Like that's An incredible gift. Um, But because of the low price point, and we've talked about this before, it's an easy way for us to grow our list while also getting paid to grow our list. Mm -hmm. I think most people when they're running advertising, they're paying anywhere from a dollar on a good day for an opt in, which is pretty much unheard of at this point. But yeah, I'm like, I would kill to pay a dollar per lead minimum to four, five, or even way more than that per lead. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I would say on average, we spend, you know, two to five is kind of our general range, depending on what we're doing. And To have someone come in, we might spend more Mm upfront to bring someone direct to sale. But if we make any margin at all, it is so worth it because we're basically getting leads for free. Mm -hmm. We're demonstrating value to that student. And we've seen again and again and again that if someone comes in and buys Trello for Business that they will turn around and purchase one of our bigger products. Mm -hmm. And I remember texting our ads team and Emily the other day. Someone bought Trello for Business on an ad. Not even 24 hours later, they went through our signature program funnel, bought at full price and spent $2,000. So to have someone go through that process, especially when at this moment in time and while throughout the entire month of August, we had no funnel actively being promoted. We didn't promote it on social. We didn't have any ads running to our Strategy Academy funnel. So that was, quote unquote, off while still functional. Mm -hmm. And so to have someone... Free money is good money. (laughs) Right. So to have someone buy Trello and then purchase Strategy Academy when there's no promotion going on... Is incredible. Mm -hmm. Now, the cool stat that's a fairly new stat that we're seeing with Travel for Business is for every 1 in 10 people that land on our sales page, someone buys. And that's pretty unheard of. Generally, you're not seeing a 10% conversion rate, especially Mm -hmm. when advertising to a cold audience that perhaps has never heard of us before. Now, do I think that's going to translate to other higher end products? No, No. but that's not the point. The goal is for us to make Mm -hmm. anywhere from $4 to $10 Mm -hmm. per person who buys Trello. Yep. And then we can turn around and reinvest that to promote a funnel. Yeah. I was really, really excited
1: when I think it was about a month ago, um, you had kind of given me an update from the ads team that... Trello was profitable. The ads that we're running, uh, two cold audiences for our course, Trello for Business, were profitable. And it's very, very exciting when you can turn such a low-hanging fruit into, like Abby is saying, a, we're basically getting paid to get people on our list and in our audience and learning from us. To tap into that is incredible. <laughs> and then figuring out... So for what we can do now is kind of reverse engineer, okay, what actions did this buyer take from the time that she got Trello to the time that she bought Essay? So we can pick that apart inside our email campaign, inside things that she clicked, like we can look at all of that. And we can kind of discern like, Did it truly go from she's never heard of us or like, did she know us, but just hadn't bought anything yet? So we can get some more knowledge on our students and the actions that they take so we can try to replicate that process. And I think it's, it's asking yourself these questions and guys, we, we have you do this, even if you're not running ads, even if you don't have a quote unquote big budget for anything, like the ability to reverse engineer where a purchase a client a sale comes from gives you so much insight and data into what you could mm-hmm. be doing more in your business.
0: Now, the third runner up, interestingly enough, is technically a part of the summit but technically not a part of the summit depending on how you Right. Went. It was a downsell to the summit,
1: but we sent the emails to
0: everyone. Yeah, so we sold Boss Vault, which we've done an episode in the past about what is something like this? And how could it benefit your business? Essentially, it was a conglomerate of other people's (laughs) courses and programs and or group coaching and discounts all kind of bundled Mm -hmm. together where it was worth, I want to say like over five grand.
1: Wow, it's insane. And
0: we sold it for $99. And our students got access to things that I mean, a lot of them, if they had just purchased one of them, would pay more than the cost of the ticket. Yeah. So we charge 99 bucks, and it brought in an additional 19% of our revenue. So if you mm-hmm. add those two together, 28 plus 19, I can't do math that fast. I should have done it before I said something out loud. <laughs> it's 47%. So 47% of the live promotion made up our income for the month. Now that shows you that there's a lot going on under the surface that you guys aren't necessarily mm-hmm. aware of and I think is so fantastic mm-hmm. because as your business grows you cannot put all of your stuff out there at once And like, you have to have things that are supporting you. (laughs) Yeah. So like, yes, we have multiple programs. Yes, we have things running in the background. Yes, there are people who have been on payment plans for the last six months and are still paying us. Like, all of those things add up. And while our energy may be outwardly focused on a couple of things, there's still a lot more happening in the background that hold our business Mm -hmm. together. So Our fourth runner-up, and yes, if you add all these together, no, it does not equal one hundred percent. There are. I was going to say, so there's thirteen percent left. Is it just like miscellaneous,
1: or like what? No,
0: so. So let me talk about what the, yeah. the fourth main piece of the total income was. And then I will kind of break down what's left and let you know. I mean, I'm not going to share exact percentages, but know that there's other things coming in. So mm-hmm. our fourth one is not shocking to me, um, but it's shocking mm-hmm. to me that it's lower than Trello is what's probably more shocking. Yeah. Um, yes. Is that our signature program, Strategy Academy, brought in 16% after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's monarchmone dot strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So like, let me point something
1: out. Trello for Business is a $29 program and it brought in 24% of our income in August. Strategy Academy is a $2,000 program, and it brought in
0: 16%. Bananas. So just for the people in the back, <laughs> that means even if it were just like a straight even amount, we have to sell basically – what is that? Hold on. I can't do math that fast. Tooth. Math on the, on the fly. So, for every one strategy academy, we have to sell 69 Trellos. And it still made up an additional 8% of our revenue. So, you can just imagine hundreds and hundreds Mm -hmm. and hundreds of people came into Trello this month. And again, the exact numbers are irrelevant, but the point being that, like, I think there's this misconception. That if you have a higher priced product, that it's going to completely outweigh what you might be doing with a small one. Now, Mm -hmm. granted, if we were hand selling Trello by ourselves, and that's what we were putting our outward focus on, it would be really hard to make up the difference. Mm -hmm. Because you do have to sell almost 70 Mm -hmm. times as much to make the same income. But that's the power of ads. That's why... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly so that's why it makes sense for
1: us here to spend four or five even ten dollars to get someone to buy Trello but we will spend more money time energy live webinars emails everything to sell strategy Academy because the payoff is so much mm-hmm. greater if you can get like something like Trello working like on autopilot like it truly is for us great. But like our energy,
0: our strategic energy goes to strategy. Kathy. So just just because Emily, I love her and she lies a lot on accident. So oh, yes. I mentioned before that we may spend between you know two and five dollars a lead. But because Trello is a direct to sale, our cost of goods sold is much higher. So mm-hmm. we spend right now about $20. For every $29 purchase. Now, do more people click on the page? Yes. Like like I said, one in ten, 10. buy. Right. So we're right. we're paying for people to click to the page. And so it, yeah, our clicks may be whatever I was saying, like $2. Yeah. But our purchases are closer to 20. Yeah. Now, that's varied. We've had it cost us $40 mm-hmm. and for a while like that made sense to lose a little money up front mm-hmm. but then be able to kind of get them in on other things in the back end. Right. But for the moment in time we're at, we really want to focus on them bringing in a little margin and that yeah. that just giving us the ability to redirect them elsewhere. Yep. Yep. So, For those of you who are adding that up, 28 plus 24 plus 19 plus 16 does not equal 100. So (laughs) where did our other income come from? I'm not going to go into too much detail, but we get affiliate income every single month from a variety of... um, Software,
1: program, you know, partnerships
0: we have, all sorts of things. Now, the moment a sponsor pays us, we may have that percentage shoot up a lot in Mm -hmm. any given month. But this is just, it makes up a smaller percentage in other months and that's totally cool. So that fluctuates a lot. We also have a variance, which I know people are like, what the heck's a variance? It basically means (laughs) that sometimes your report over on whatever your sales platform is and in your actual bank account, they don't align. And so you have to report that Mm -hmm. somewhere. And so we have a variance. Sometimes it's in the positive where we can't figure out where a sale came from. Not that it's lying, but it might have been like someone purchased at 12.01 a.m. the previous month and it wasn't reported on the right Mm -hmm. day. And so it's not saying that like Mm -hmm. we're legally taking money or anything crazy like that, (laughs) but it's just the reporting (laughs) isn't lining up. We also got money for Goal Crusher Club, Start With Services payment plans, and (laughs) this is still hilarious to me. For those of you in the back who remember, at one point... Can I guess what it is? Is it groupies? Yeah. So
1: there is still
0: five of you.
1: Oh, I love you. Is it my Nana,
0: your mom, (laughs) There's still five of you that pay us two dollars a month to support the <laughs> podcast, and I love you. The best ten dollars I make every month. How <laughs> well, that's
1: gonna stop? Because everyone's gonna go gonna check. Be like account crap, account. I'm still
0: paying for that. No, where <laughs> that two dollars is going? <laughs> it's to support this you programming. program, the show. <laughs> okay, I don't think there's a link or anything to send you to. No, there is. I I could definitely, you still have access to free stuff if you're still paying for it, but. Yeah. Anyway. Don't give us $2 as a thank you. No, it's it's not even live. You can't pay it, you can't add yourself now, but you can still pay us if you choose to. <laughs> so yeah, so that makes up our income. And I think is a good representation of where the money comes in. But. We want to focus on profit. So it's important to talk mm-hmm. about where the money goes back out. And <laughs> I know it can be a little bit overwhelming, but it's important to talk about. Mm-hmm. So not shocking to uh-huh. Emily or myself, if we were to go in order the three biggest expenses we have, always. and this is always true, uh-huh. not just true this month, but... Three biggest expenses we have every month are advertising, paying our contractors, yeah. and paying ourselves. We run a very slim business when it comes to other software and services we pay for. Like that is... Yeah, like our software percentage is like insanely low. Yeah. Let's see. What is it? Software is 4.5% of our expenses.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: We spend 4.5% of our income on... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...on software. So, like, very minimal. But in this month, because we had a very heavy promotion for a public sale, i.e. the summit, we spent 42% of our income on advertising.
1: Whether for us or anyone else, it doesn't matter. But uh, we have been told from our bookkeeper and a couple other sources. What should that percentage be? I think it's like 30. That to aim around 30% to spend on marketing and advertising. And so we were over.
0: (laughs) Um, It happened. And we know we're over. And and part of that, and I'll just put a disclaimer out there, is you generally... I'm not saying you can't pivot mid-launch. You totally can. But... Some of it, you have to pick a plan, pick a budget, Uh and go in confident that it's going to perform. And sometimes it doesn't, and sometimes it way Mm -hmm. outdoes what you expect it to do. So that advertising budget covered mm-hmm. everything we spent money on ads for, which for this month included mm-hmm. ads for the summit. By and large, the biggest percentage was for the summit. Yeah. The next biggest would be Trello. And then the the third, which is by far the smallest, was the Bossval. Mm-hmm. So in terms of profit... The boss vault was actually the most profitable thing we sold, (laughs) but the other two had larger percentages. So I would love to get that down, but I don't necessarily want to get it down by decreasing how much we're spending. Right. So, and this is something
1: I can't explain because of math and numbers, and (laughs) but like it is very... Because we've had this conversation a thousand times about, okay, well, do we just like drastically cut our marketing budget if we want to increase our profits? But for the type of business that we run, for the way that we make money currently, right now, one does not necessarily equate saving money over here. Like, it is not an even, like, you spend this much on marketing and advertising, you're going to make this much. So if you decrease that amount of money, it's going to decrease it in equal amounts. Like it just doesn't happen that way. And so sometimes you win, sometimes you lose and it sucks. But like, obviously our ads team does a phenomenal job and we're learning more and more about audiences and changing things and mixing it up. But like... There's a place where we just have to keep spending money on some marketing stuff in order to like
0: maintain. And that part of that is because, I mean, it's not just us that has to get paid. Like We have contractors to pay and they're they're our second biggest. So I I would love to say that Emily and I get the largest percent of the income. (laughs) Not true. Uh, Uh We are very close to the smallest but not quite the smallest. We definitely (laughs) had less in the way of continuing education. We spent a whole of $13 on education (laughs) Um, and bought one book this month. But what could that actually look like? So one, I would aim for advertising being closer to 30%. Two, our second biggest expense was our independent contractors. So we mentioned in a previous episode, I would say earlier this year, who was involved in the business. And I think we went over 20 people at some point. At this point, we're closer Mm -hmm. to six outside of the two of us. So eight total, I think something like that. It's now it's hard because I think in the past we talked about, you know, with the podcast, we're paying one company, but there might be five Mm -hmm. people that touch our podcast. Right. So it's a little bit difficult to kind of wrap your head around that. But we talked about having a larger team. So we did scale back our team. We technically only let one person go during that process. We let one person go and one person left. But that's it. Unless you're thinking of someone I'm not thinking of. Yeah.
1: But I don't... Maybe it was just in a different month. Oh,
0: you're right. You're right. Two. Okay. So we did let two people go. And one... Sorry, I, I just, sorry that was awkward. I just didn't want to call out names because it wasn't at all for no. like what anyone did. We were like, we cannot afford to yes. keep you. Yes. So it wasn't a... Like I would hire both of these people back in an instant. 10,000% tomorrow if I could. And I just know that the business at this point can't support it. And when it can, Mm -hmm. and it consistently can, then we'll entertain the idea. But right now we're focused on how do we increase our profit? How do we get back to where we want to be consistently? Because our business has been all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, And we want to, just like you guys, Not only do we want consistent income and revenue, we want consistent profit so that we can be rewarded as the business owners, but also so that we can continue to serve the people we want to serve and impact Mm -hmm. the way we want to impact. So I just added up our current team and it's eight people. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Um, on this month paid six companies and several of them, like our ads team and our podcast team are made up of multiple people. So like our ads... I'm just calling them as one unit. Like our ads team right now is... On any given time, three to right. four people, our podcast team. I don't know. I don't even know. I yeah. would I would say at least three people, but
1: maybe more than that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, eight or nine. I just thought of one more person. Um, but I don't think Abby shared the percentage. So independent contractors, yeah, sorry. we spent twenty-five
0: percent of our income on our contractors. Right. So this is not crazy out of line with where we'd like to be. Right. But I would like it to be closer to 20%. Mm-hmm. And at this point, again, this is a hard, like you can work everything in your might to get it to where you mm-hmm. want it to be. But sometimes the answer isn't cutting expenses. Sometimes the answer right. is making more revenue to increase yep. your profit. Yep. And so, so we cut what we could. And at this point we're at
1: the, okay, we just need to make more revenue because now we're at the point of cutting things that either make us money or still make us money because they save our sanity and like truly protecting our mental health space. Not, not vanity sanity. (laughs) It's a weird phrase, but like truly like if we had to take on, one of the tasks, like our inbox, I'll be straight up with you guys, what it is. I will always and forever until I die, pay for someone to manage my email inbox because it is not a healthy place for me to well,
0: be. And then just like as a secondary thing, like I did design for the first several years of our business and yes, it could take it back on, but it goes in waves of like not being a whole lot to being so much work, a ton t- where I... Yeah what I could spend way too much time on it and because that's my background I would be like way mm-hmm. too invested in making it perfect where that's not actually helpful mm-hmm. um and so if I like let it go right. mm-hmm. it can be what it is which is beautiful yeah by the way <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> um so our independent contractors were our second biggest percentage at 25% and that leaves our third largest percentage <laughs> at us, Us. as in Emily and I. And so we made up 11%. We spent 11% of our income on us this month. So with all of that being said, what would I change? What was the profit and what could it have been? So one, what was it? Our profit for this month, Jomo, please, (laughs) was 10.5% which considering the ups and downs and the craziness, I am very happy with. I am. Yep. Yep. But our goal, which we stated in a previous podcast, and we've been talking about over on Instagram, our goal by the end of this year is to get to consistent, at least 30% profit margin every month. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I think we're well on our way and we could definitely increase it. So how could that be increased? One, if we had simply have our contractors and our advertising back in the percentages that we want, Mm i.e. advertising back to 30% and contractors fell to 20%, that would make up Mm -hmm. 12 additional percent. So that all by itself Mm -hmm. would get us to 22.5%. So on this month, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have spent our money any differently which is weird, I realize, (laughs) because it did only leave us with 10.5%. But it's hard to wrap your head around. But you have to be thinking semi-long term. Mm -hmm. So when I say semi-long term, I don't mean two years or five years from now. I mean the next six to eight, nine months. Mm -hmm. If you're not thinking in that time frame then you can be making sacrifices short term that actually yep. hurt you yep. long term i.e. or semi long term yeah. and we've done that before which then
1: these are the convers- we've done that and these are the conversations so i am and then again this is just one more reiteration for like how we work as a partnership and why we do make such a good team but also why it's really hard for other people to understand that i am the person who sees maybe some smoke right a little fire in business. And I want to completely cut that burning fire down. Get it out of here. If it's causing a problem, get, like leave it. Stop doing
0: it. Stop paying for it. Ignore it. Like, cut it. Delete it. Kill it. And Abby's like... You mean that time you tried to talk me out of ever doing ads again? Yeah. <laughs> I've done this
1: for a lot of
0: things in our business.
1: People, ads, products, so many things. Abby comes in with her semi-long-term brain and is like, cool, if we do that, here's what that means for the next six months. And I'm like, okay, well, you don't know anything. And so luckily, there's been so many times where I like, I get it out and I'm rash and I have all of these dramatic suggestions and she comes in with that version of what it would really do and impact. And so my thing is, is I totally understand coming from the person who does it when you see something kind of bleeding in your business to just want to like completely cut it off and move on. But I implore you, I suggest that you really play a couple of different scenarios in your head about it being gone, not just today, but also in six months. Mm -hmm. What does that really look like? Yeah.
0: So it's just kind of a spoiler alert, because I think a lot of people will look at what we're doing and be like, gosh, like that's such a huge percentage on advertising. Like, I can't imagine spending that much money on Facebook ads. Me neither. (laughs) Well, I will tell you what, I think you could very, I wouldn't say easily, but you can definitely on your own through organic promotion and through grit get to several hundred thousand yep. a year. Yep, Scaling much past the 250, 300 mark. I know. I know. One I know percent. very. Yeah. I was going to say very, very, very few people who've been able to do it without the aid of marketing, like paid marketing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I I think there's this perception that paid marketing is inherently bad. Get over it. And it's not. Get over it. It's absolutely not. It's a tool. It's a lever that you can pull in your business. And sometimes... Now, the reason it is probably perceived as maybe bad is because it is a gamble. Mm -hmm. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not a lever that's like, I will get X result. But in the same sense, Mm -hmm. you could go hire Mm -hmm. the wrong person and lose money.
1: So you could use the wrong software and lose money, which we've also been there. Like right. there's so many different right. gambles, and I put air quotes on that, that we have done in our business that have not panned out. This is a gamble that, like, It might not all the time and it might not meet your expectations all the time, but it does (laughs) like it still helps and it still helps you make sales help. I'm I'm like on a tangent about Facebook ads, but it's just a thing. It's a thing you have to consider.
0: Right. So maybe it doesn't make sense for you right now, but maybe it will later. And I, so I just don't want you to be totally against the idea, Right. but My goal with this is to one, give you some transparency into what's actually going on in our business. Two, talk to you about our personal goals inside of our business and strategically and very intentionally not share exact dollar amounts because it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I'm making $25,000 or $250,000 a month. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if I... Mm -hmm. If I'm Emily selling thirty two dollar earrings on the side, slinging my my earrings around, like <laughs> you, my earrings <laughs> around, guys, it doesn't matter where you're at in business. No, I don't think there's enough information out there, or enough pressure is the wrong word, enough emphasis on you considering. Where you're at after everything is said and done. Go crunch your numbers. Also, truthfully, DM
1: us over on Instagram at Boss Project if there's a specific number or category or whatever that you want us to go over in more detail or that we didn't cover. We will be back next month with September's report. So we're going to keep doing these because I think that they're fun. So we
0: would love your feedback. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership